Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. It's great news with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe, daily caller, news and commentary writer. You see her on Newsmax. You see her here. You see her everywhere. Kay's everywhere. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good. I'm everywhere, Joe. I'm everywhere. You are omnipresent. So um, let's talk a little bit about what we just talked about. We see the, the ravaging of what we're told is weather in places like Libya. And it made me wonder, you've got 25 to 30,000 people that are missing, assumed dead in Libya because a dam broke, allegedly because of a whole lot of precipitation, a big storm came through. But you're looking at it and you're going, well, wait a second, the storm came through like a week earlier. What's going on here? And then you added this, this component that blew my mind. I didn't think about it. That we're sending aid to Libya, yet we're ignoring like the earthquake zone in Morocco. Fill, fill me in on your thoughts on all this. Okay, so I just want to preface this by saying I am not an Africa expert. I've been right. there a handful of times, and those who know me well and who follow me and who read my stuff know that I can sometimes come out with not necessarily wacky predictions because, like, I'm really wrong when it comes to this stuff, but I try to add up social factors or, like, I guess variables within stories that maybe aren't getting picked up by the mainstream. So, yeah, like, I write a lot about extreme weather events, natural disasters, things like that at the Daily Caller. And so I covered what was called Storm Daniel, which, by the way, cried laughing. I was like, really? You couldn't come up with another name other than Storm Daniel? Because I wrote <laughs> Stormy Daniel throughout that piece and had to go back and edit it. That was That's a good, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. you call it something else. You're right, right. So there's this like extreme weather system um, that sort of battered a lot of Europe like it caused I think it was like torrential flooding in I want to say Greece Italy just like absolute scenes of chaos I hate to say this but they kind of blurred into one after a while there were just so many right. um that was like a couple of weeks ago I want to say and then this dam burst happens in Libya and three things pop up firstly I'm being told okay it was storm Daniel precipitation from storm Daniel that caused this dam burst and I'm like I've literally never heard of a single storm in my entire life. And this is the one area I am an expert in. Like I have a freaking degree in this stuff. I've never known a storm to last that long. Like you might see storm systems if they're over the ocean can like sort of, you know, build up and last maybe like 10 days, something like that. It's not common. And it's got to be an ocean that's the size of the Atlantic, not something like the freaking Mediterranean, which is a right. glorified pond. Right. So 
Storm Daniel apparently causes so much precipitation, the dams burst. Everyone there who managed to survive, which is not that many people, like you said, it's like between 20, I mean, the number, of, we'll never actually know the number of dead in Libya from this dam burst. Um, everyone reported hear, hearing explosions. Now, again, not uncommon. When something breaks, you're going to hear things crack. You're going to hear you know, a lot of noise that goes hand in hand, but you're not going to necessarily hear like full on explosions. It's going to be more of like a rumble into a roar kind of situation. Well, let, me, let me go down the rabbit hole a little bit then because I'm going where I'm following where you're going and we're not saying this definitely happened, but I'll ask the question, is it possible because the storm was already done and gone? Is it possible that somebody breaches the dam on purpose for a reason? And if so, what's the reason? Okay, this is this is gonna make me sound like such a crazy conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but like I play this game in my head called "If I was the worst person in the world, how would I do it?" Right. So, say we're walking into World War Three, right? We've just got Kim Jong Un going and like hanging out and being besties with Putin. Right. Um, India, right before we started recording today, India and Canada now hate each other. Crazy. And I'm like, really? Right. We're gonna fight a proxy war via like Canada and India? Come on. Um, we already see that we're, we're fighting a proxy war against Russia in Ukraine, right? Exactly. Like, you know, we are currently a world at war, whether it's like a cultural war or a physical war, it's happening. You've got this mass infiltration that's been happening for literally, I want to say the better part of like probably 100 years with China trying to get in and basically own Africa. And that's why we've allowed Africa to stay underdeveloped in a lot of it, let's be honest. Um, we've sort of allowed Africa to stay as it is because it's easier for Apple to go in and do all their strip mining and use right. slave, like child slave labor or whatever it is they're doing this week. A um, lot of raw materials in Africa. If I was the worst person in the world and I wanted to ensure that I came out of a world war on top, Africa is the only continent. I'd be like, I got to own all of it. I got to control all of it. We got to get um, as many naysayers out as possible. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be mine now. All right. So, so, I- so, so if, if somebody does it on purpose, Libya, for those who are watching, listening, if you don't know, is in Africa. You, why would we go in and bring aid to Libya? What do we gain if we get some sort of a foothold on Libya itself? Off the top of my head, and again, this is with very limited research, but like off the top of my head, the strategic advantage of being at that point in North Africa, we're talking about like central, basically North Africa. It's pretty much the last country left that America could go into and sort of be seen, you know, like a dam burst like this. We're sending aid in, um, which I think we absolutely should, I guess, maybe. I don't really care about foreign policy all that much. Right. but we're sending aid there because, you know, we look at Morocco. Morocco is an incredibly Western country. Say what you want. I've spent a lot of my time in Morocco. Other than binge drinking, which doesn't really happen there, Morocco is, for all intents and purposes, a Western country. Okay. Tunisia, incredibly unstable. Algeria, absolutely hate us. Never going to happen. Egypt, they got their own thing going on. Everyone should leave Egypt alone because um, they've got pyramids and stuff like that. We should leave them alone. They have a huge amount of historical significance. No one wants a war in Egypt. Right. So that basically just leaves Libya. And if I want to prepare troops and get people sort of like in place for what will be a potential world war, literally the only doorway to Africa right now, in my opinion, pretty much is Libya. And this comes wow. from a very blanket perspective. I could be pulling this, you know, it could have been a legit damn burst. But I'm saying, I, this is what I'm seeing, 
And this is a door that is opened now to the worst people in the world that I think, unfortunately, do kind of run our country right now. We're run by globalists. We're not yes. really run by Americans. Um, that is the foothold they can get. That gives you entry to Africa. That gives you entry to everywhere within the Med Mediterranean. It gives you entry pretty much to the Middle East. I don't know. It so just so the, 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 proximity, the proximity of Libya and the fact that they would accept our help in Libya, other than uh, other countries around there probably wouldn't, that's a really good place to be if you want to have your eye on that part of the world. I get it. I hear what you're saying. And we'll stop there. We don't, we don't go down the rabbit hole much further, but but I think what you said was was very, very important because it could be happening. Now, it might not be happening, but we're seeing uh, you know America in, in, you know, incurring in, in Ukraine to levels that we never expected. And then we're seeing us showing up over here and saying things about this part of the world. And suddenly there's a big natural disaster in that part of the world that gives us a way to get in. I hear what you're saying. It's Kay Smythe. Go to KaySmythe.com. Smythe is with an E at the end. She's Welsh. And that's uh, that's just what they do. They throw an E at the end of Smythe. So uh, let's talk entertainment a little bit, although it's not very entertaining. Russell Brand is a guy that I think is, is okay. Um, in movies, I was never a huge fan. Acting, never a big fan. I didn't live in the UK. I didn't see him host a talk show or whatever show he was hosting. But in his new iteration, he is not woke. He is somebody who is anti-woke. He's anti-globalist. He's pro-truth, although he doesn't say he's a conservative. He seems more conservative and certainly open to conservative values than he might have been in the past. Suddenly, he's the biggest rapist the UK's ever seen. That story broke over the weekend. What, what, what do you... What do you think about this? You you lived over there. Is this guy a big deal? Because again, back then we all heard about his promiscuity. Nobody argues that. He doesn't argue that. But yeah, suddenly, I mean, now that he's he's calling out big pharma and he's calling out the globalists, suddenly he's the worst guy on the planet. So I've heard so many different stories uh, about Russell Brand over the years, and like I want to say I actually interviewed him once, but I can't remember. Um, I'm the same as you. I never thought he was funny, never really liked his acting work. I was just like, he's just a very big personality. And yes. honestly, his accent did my head in. I'm sure my accent <laughs> does a lot of people's heads in, but his is like, wah, 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 wah. so never super into it. It's what's crazy though, Joe, is about a day or two before all of this news broke. Um, and you're right, he did have a reputation for being an utter slut. Um, he did have a reputation for maybe like, I mean, all guys were just creepy and gross and gropey for a really long time. It was only really at the start of the Me Too movement, which is, you know, less than 10 years old, I want right, to say, right. did guys stop being that way? And so I find it really entertaining when literally any man that I've met, um, prior to the Me Too movement, pretty much, um, I didn't know any conservatives back then. Um, tries to be like, oh, well, I was never like that. And I'm like, you were all gross and creepy. Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna say something right now. I was never like that, but go ahead. I didn't know any conservatives. That was right. my problem, right? Like right. I was, you know, led to believe that that was all normal. So, so, so do, do we take allegations from 10 years ago? Uh, I mean, you've got to look into them. You've got to believe until there's a reason not to. But it, it's not lost on me that if that, all that, he's walking around in his underwear with his, with his personal assistant, suddenly she's got a problem with it 15 years later because he's Russell Brand, the conservative voice. I mean, that's really what's going on, right? I don't know if he's guilty or not. I'm not saying that he is or he isn't. But why do, does all this come out now once somebody makes a name on the opposing side of where he used to be? Yeah, I think that was one of the most interesting things to me. Now, I've heard two theories 
because whenever I hear Russell Brand, like it's crazy joke. I literally sent a video that Russell Brand posted. I never send his stuff to anyone, but it came up on my feed. It was him talking about Christianity and it right. was him. Um, I can't remember what exactly he was. Oh, he, they know not what they do. That, you know, Jesus Christ's last words while he was here on earth during the crucifixion, they know not what they do. Right. And so he made this very impassioned video and I, I really liked his analysis of it. I thought it was like almost like a very interesting sermon. And I sent that to another friend of mine who's super into all this stuff with me too. Um, we both agreed like, this is beautiful. This man has gone from being this horrific, slutty heroin addict or smack head as we call them in the UK okay. um, with the most disgusting hair, still got the terrible voice, but like he's using it for good. Right. And then, yeah, like you said, all this stuff comes out, but, I also heard a rumor that he knew that this book was being written and he knew investigators like journalists were uh, looking into these allegations against him. Again, no police report was filed. That doesn't surprise me in the UK. We do not have the pathways there to report sexual assault in the same way that we do in America. Like the social systems do not exist in Britain to protect women in that way okay. um, as they do out here. So he knew about these allegations, apparent, apparently, I don't know for sure, right. but as far back as 2017, which is, again, when he started sort of like building up his career and his reputation. And I think a lot of us, like I know that I turned incredibly conservative um, living in Los Angeles, being around the entertainment industry over that same time period. So, again, I think it's one of those things where I actually believe innocent until proven guilty, but I will yes. never, ever vilify a woman and I will never point a finger at a woman who cries sexual assault because there are so few women who actually have the bravery to stand up and face the backlash that comes with those right. kinds of uh, those kinds of accusations. But again, it's one of those situations where my gut is like, he's not doing anything the entertainment industry wants him to do. He's not woke. He's right. doing all the stuff that like all the conservatives basically are doing. Like, does that excuse him? Does that excuse his past behavior not. if it's true? No, but the timing but, but it's, starts. It's awfully, right. The timing is very sus suspect. Um, and, and, and even that with the Me Too movement, you had a bunch of people coming out with allegations. Many of them turned out to be true. Many turned out to be untrue. But at least they could say, well, why are you coming out now? The answer was, well, the Me Too movement empowered me. Mm -hmm. That's been a long time now. There is nothing specifically happening today that would empower somebody who's been sitting on this allegation against Russell Brand for 10 or 15 years other than Russell Brand is not saying, as you said, what Hollywood wants him to. He's not saying what the mainstream media wants him to. He's gaining more and more traction, millions and millions and millions of followers everywhere, and he's he's making some inroads, and they have to shut him up. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Listen, as somebody who's not a woman, I know you didn't know that, but I'm not a woman, and somebody who doesn't have these allegations against a man, uh, I don't, I can't personify it. I can't personalize it for me. But I can say this, if it happened, God forbid, I would come forward as soon as it happened or not come forward at all. There's nothing that's happening in today's society that gives people a reason on September 18th, 2023, or the 16th or the 15th to come out and make these allegations against, uh, against Russell Brand. Does that make sense? The Me Too movement brought a lot of people out and said, oh, I'm part of a big group of people who now feel, feel like they can. Nothing's happening today. 
Well, I think there's like there's two different issues there, right? I think the fact that there's a book absolutely speaks to your point, but I like I I know we've sort of like talked about this like a little bit on the show, um, but a couple of years ago, like I got the absolute crap physically beaten out of me by an ex-boyfriend and uh, literally members of his family. And within probably the first 18 months to two years of that happening, there was no way I was talking about that publicly. There was no way I was sharing that information. I still had to, because every time you talk about something like that, that's happened to you as a woman, you basically have like a mild reliving of that trauma. So yeah, if someone who was, you know, sexually assaulted 30 years ago, it might take them 30 years, that woman to feel confident and comfortable enough to come forward. But it's not in the form of a book, which I thought was like, that seems, again, I haven't looked that much into it, but I get the same vibe as you. Like, do I believe, you know, all women? Absolutely. But but until, like, until you shouldn't. I don't want to like make money off this kind right. of stuff either. Right. Like, that kind of makes and, and me feel gross. I'm with you. I think you believe them, but you also, as you said, you look at the guy as innocent until proven guilty. And once that goes down and he's proven guilty, then it is what it is. But there are some that will say this to sell books. There are some that will say this to shut somebody's mouth that they're saying the wrong things. So mm-hmm. we'll ride this out. I just find the timing to be very suspect. Almost out of time with K. Smythe. K. Smythe, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com. Go there and follow her. K, very quickly on Bob Odenkirk. Um, he's the guy that did Better Call Saul, right? Yes, best what show is he of all saying? time. Yeah, what does he, he say? Uh, he ignored his cranky doctor, his cranky conservative doctor, told him, like, yeah, bro, you're probably not, like, the healthiest you've ever been. Sorry we don't accept Obamacare here, Obamacare here. not that you need it because you've made lots of money. But, uh, yeah, your heart is not in a great place, so you should probably pay attention to that. So then Bob Odenkirk goes to another doctor who's like, yeah, bro, you're fine. This is California. Who cares? Bob wow. Odenkirk has a massive heart attack. Years later, he's like, yeah, probably should have listened to the conservative doctor. And it's like, Bob, buddy, we've been telling you that for years. Exactly right. Exactly. I Hopefully people will listen to what he said. And you wrote this up for the Daily Caller, right? I want people to go and read that. Dailycaller.com. Yeah. Look up everything Kay writes. She's amazing. Um, I don't know why they let these, these hanger-outers around them who just want to hang out with Saul, you know, from Better Call Saul, and they're not giving him good advice. I'm still mad that Elvis is dead, although it's been since 1977, because he had a bunch of doctors around him that would write him anything he wanted. Instead of telling him the truth, you're killing yourself. Stop yep. doing this. So hopefully Bob Odenkirk's message will get to everybody out there. I hope so, too. I mean, look at, like, Prince as well. I mean, think yes. about the number of these guys who've died prematurely because, yeah, they're just surrounded by, like, Dr. Drew, my personal general practitioner, Dr. Drew. I have a lot of friends who are some who are also with Dr. Drew as yeah. their doctor because he's safe and responsible and a very good doctor. And smart and will tell you the truth. Uh, Kay, go, uh, go and check out everything she does. Great to have you back. Uh, go check her out on, on Newsmax TV as well as KSMYTHE.com. And uh, again, you've got to ingest everything she does is amazing. Kay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. for hanging out for the entire crew. Joe Pags, go check out that interview with President Trump. It's up on Rumble now, rumble.com slash J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Bye.